I'm a whiskey woman, and so are many of my friends. We like to drink whiskey, learn about whiskey, and hunt for rare and unique bottles of whiskey. What we don't like is that somewhere in time, the world of whiskey became a boys club. In this podcast, Women in Whiskey, Stop Mansplaining Me, we'll talk with trailblazing women who are shattering the glass ceiling of the whiskey industry. We'll hear from master distillers, master blenders, brand ambassadors, all the women from field to glass who are shaping the whiskey world today. Join me for a taste and a chat with some fascinating whiskey women. Hi, my name is Vendelin Von Schroeder, and I like to drink my whiskey with ginger beer and lots of lime. Hi, I'm Anna Axter, and I like to drink my whiskey on the rocks. Welcome to Women in Whiskey, Stop Mansplaining Me. I'm your host, Leanne. And today I'm speaking with the founders of Lodestar Whiskey, zooming in from Santa Monica, California. Welcome to the podcast, Anna and Vendelin. Thank you so much. Thank you. Excited to be here. So you guys are cousins. You grew up in Germany together. You both moved to Los Angeles. You both have very successful careers in film and music, and then the pandemic hit, and you pivoted to whiskey. So I'm wondering how long was that idea floating around in your heads? Uh, For a while, I would say. I mean, I don't know. It kind of built up. It kind of built over time. So we were traveling a lot for our work in music. Um, We were tasting lots of different whiskeys in different areas of the country and the world. And um, the idea of wanting to make our own whiskey, I would say maybe started a little over three years, three, four years ago. But it was initially just an idea of like, hmm, maybe there's something there. And then when pandemic hit is when we decided to pivot and fully follow this passion of ours. And was it a mutual decision or so did, you know, one of you come to the other and say, hey, let's just make a whiskey. Or did you both like have the idea? Was it like a mutual I- decision? We so we both really developed our love for whiskey working in the entertainment industry, right? It's like just it was around a lot. It was the backstage drink of choice, and that's we got really curious about it. And the more we learned about the process of making it, that's when we got really interested. We're like, this is really cool. There's so much more to this than we thought, and um, and it kind of got our creative brains going. But the the idea to do a whiskey was Anna's. She was like, we should just do it. We should just do it. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and that's uh, part of the. Sorry, go ahead. Part of the decision was also or part of the kind of like idea forming was also that we. Um, after, you know learning about whiskey and consuming many different whiskeys and kind of honing in on tastes that we liked or didn't like, we also really realized that we didn't feel super represented in that space as uh, millennial women. And so we just felt like, wow, here's this product that we really love to enjoy. But in terms of kind of aesthetic and marketing and branding, we didn't feel very spoken to. Mm-hmm. And so that's that was part of the idea of like, we should just make our own exactly how, you know, putting all the flavors kind of together that we really enjoy and love. And at the same time, put a product out there 
that is maybe a little bit more inclusive um, to to people who might feel about whiskey the same way we do. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about the flavor. Um, so your Lodestar is a blend of high rye bourbon and American single malt. How did you land on that particular blend? What was that process like? It was really fun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) First and foremost, I think because again, Anna and I came at this as consumers, not as, you know, whiskey aficionados. We, um, and so I don't, I think because of that, we were maybe a little bit green and didn't realize that there are actually a lot of, um, how do I say this? Like, uh, boxes, the the boxes (laughs) that were there. And so we, we just, you know, we're like, Hey, we like this and we like this. And like Anna said, we, we really tried a lot of different whiskeys and, we were like, what's if we, you know, we, we, we were like, we like this color and we like the viscosity of this kind of whiskey. And we don't like it when it's like syrupy and thick, because even though those whiskeys are really beautiful to drink, they're not the whiskey that I'm going to want to reach for every day or, you know, casually when I have my friends over or whatever. Um, and then we we thought about our serve strategy. We're like, if if we our perfect whiskey would wor- work really well, neat. We really want to be proud behind, uh, stand proudly behind our our product. Um, but we want it to work on the rocks. We want it to work as a shot, uh, and we really want it to work as a cocktail because that's how we enjoy drinking it as well. Um, and so we were like, I think we want really citrus forward notes. And we want a whiskey that has a strong backbone that if it isn't a cocktail, it's you're still going to be able to taste the different flavors. We want something um, that's got a lot going on and that has a long finish so that when you're sipping it on the rocks with your friends, it's like it doesn't water down immediately and it's got a lot going on. And so the more we thought about all those different things, we just made a list of flavors and colors and viscosity and things that we thought were important and what we wanted and then when we partnered um with a master blender we just kind of you know just gave him that list we're like here we go it was a pretty deep it was a pretty detailed flavor brief like we've had a lot in there and that kind of it was it was a really fun process because i think it it like sparked his curiosity and and um and he really enjoyed that it was different. Our approach was different. Um, and he also said he hadn't received anything as detailed. So that was kind of fun. And then he really nailed it. And we obviously tweaked and, you know, it was a process, but we felt we really achieved what we were going for. And so in all of this, it became clear that it, in order to achieve what we had in mind, blending was the way to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for yeah. sure. So you had a flavor profile in mind every down to every single detail. And then you just, they reverse engineered your, that for you. What, so how many changes did you have to make? Cause if you have all these things that you're looking for, I got to imagine that's, that was hard. How many barrels did you have to taste before you found exactly what you wanted? So we worked with somebody really amazing and it wasn't actually as long of a process as you would imagine. Um, 
I don't remember exactly how many tweaks and samples we did. There were a few, but it didn't take super long because I think he really understood what we were going for. Um, and But it's an ongoing process, right? Because it's kind of a living product in a way. Uh -huh. And so um, we continue to, to, to sample different barrels and try to, you know, get consistency into our product, obviously with continuing our supply chain. Yeah. So it's like, it's like an ongoing process. Um, and that's part of what we enjoy and part of the fun because it is, it feels like we're dealing with this living product in a way. So a whole new yeah. appreciation for master blenders, I assume. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I think like, you know, especially as women coming into this industry, which is still very male dominated, it looking back, I'm really appreciative of our thoughts and and ideas as out of the box they were they were like that they were taken really seriously and that he really listened to what we wanted. Mm -hmm. That was really refreshing and nice. Um yeah. and uh and yeah it's it's I think what you know because it was so detailed i think he had like a very good roadmap of what to go for and then when we went to we went to try it for the first time we were really nervous because we were like we have no idea what's gonna happen and we put a lot of you know um a lot of inspiration and effort into the whole idea and then we tried it and we're like wow this is really really close mm -hmm. it was it was pretty cool um yeah and that, that's, that's amazing what star is now <laughs> that's amazing so you worked with uh distill ventures you were their first product that that launched um were they already on your radar when you decided to make a whiskey or did that come after no they came after and we're not their first product that they launched we're oh. the the first whiskey they have in their pre-accelerator oh, program okay okay but um, um They've been around for 10 years. They just had their 10 year anniversary and they've launched some amazing brands. Um, but yeah, that came after we were fully in on the road to to getting this out. Um, and actually through another um, female founder who had given us, you know, just some very generous advice. And it's just been there. We met her a few years ago and um uh, it's Corinne from CS Scotch. And she um, she actually gave us that she was like, you should look into the Distill Ventures. And it wasn't something we hadn't heard of them before. And so we, yeah, we just applied. Um, online cold. And <laughs> online cold and got, got a call. And then it kind of went from there. And we ended up um getting into the pre in their into their pre-accelerator program which comes with funding this is their this is basically Diageo's they're affiliated with Diageo and um Diageo provides the funding I had never heard of them until I was reading about you guys that's interesting mm -hmm. so let's talk about the bottle itself um the labeling tell me about your label yeah so um, we came up with this name Lodestar, um, the whole idea for this was born out of kind of inspiration and jumping into something new and um, and such as a thing that we so, that was kind of our favorite part of working in entertainment before was building community around like shared experiences. And so 
that was very clear from the beginning that community was going to be such an important thing for us in, in building this. And Lodestar is a navigational star um, that you can navigate by in sailing or any other um, navigation you might need. And, and the second definition of that word is also a person or a principle that guides you. And so it just was like a fitting name to what we were kind of trying to, uh, to what we set out to do. And then we worked with a local LA um, female designer and developed this, this logo and, and the, um, and the bottle label with her. And, and so from the beginning, we knew we wanted some iteration of a star on there, but then we made it kind of double as a compass a little bit because it is navigational. And um, then Venlin actually came up with the idea of putting the number 1837 in the middle, um, which was the year that the word feminism was coined as a term. Um, an, a, another lodestar that we kind of navigate by. And um, we thought it was, we, we thought about this a lot, but we thought it was fun to kind of have that in there, but kind of have it be a little bit of an Easter egg. So it's something that people can, uh, you know, can find out about the brand um, and play with that idea that a lot of whiskeys have a, a year on their, on their logo or their bottle, but have this kind of mean something a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I love um, that. And and then the colors were something we just really, we loved those colors. We we knew kind of we wanted two different kind of colors. So the back label is a different color than the front. Um, and we wanted yeah. to, we wanted to achieve kind of a, a timeless aesthetic that has like modern notes, but also feels like, you know, not completely unfamiliar in the world of whiskey. Nice. Yeah. And we wanted something that that felt feminine without being girly, you know, yeah. like that's no what pink we were looking labels. for. No, no <laughs> nothing against pink. I love pink, but it also doesn't look that nice with the liquid. You know, we thought right. about that too. We were like, this art. We think that Lodestar has like a really beautiful color the liquid and so we we wanted to highlight that with the colors that we had on the label we just wanted it to be aesthetically pleasing mm -hmm. so i've only um, seen also sorry go ahead <laughs> sorry we also feel that the consumer we are targeting um is not necessarily looking for an overly gendered aesthetic and so um, that was part of the thinking as well, that yes, we want this to have a feminine touch and, and appeal to women, but at the same time, not be overly gendered in its in its aesthetic. Did you seek out um, advice from anyone when you made your label or did you guys just, I mean, you're creative people anyway, did you just go for it with your own ideas? We just went for it. Yeah, we went for it. And then um you know our designer is really um she's really great and she had some she brought some amazing ideas to the table um and then you know obviously we did like source uh, feedback from our community um and and that was really helpful but yeah we were just like we had an idea and we went for it <laughs> 
I, I haven't seen bottles in person. I've only seen them online. We don't, it's not here in Ohio because you're doing, you're releasing it in limited areas. I understand, but it's, it's 90 proof. Is that right? Yes. That's was right. Was that intentional or did it just end up that way? No, that no, was that actually intentional because we wanted it to, we, we, we didn't want to put something out there where you, we wanted people to know they're drinking whiskey and we, the, the liquid is really smooth. So we felt like it can, it, it can handle and 90 proof. And at the same time, part of the idea behind this was also that if you drink it on the rocks, it doesn't water down too quickly. I also read about you guys in uh, Food Republic. You guys are uh, cocktail aficionados as well, it seems. <laughs> I don't I know. Mean, we I, make I mean, a cocktail, so I guess yeah. we are. <laughs> we, we enjoy drinking cocktails. We both grew up in a family that loved to gather around a dinner table and host parties and get togethers. And a lot of a part of that was food, but also cocktails. And so um, we have a lot of fun playing around with flavors and especially with whiskey cocktails. One of our goals is to to also like change the way people think about about whiskey cocktails, that it doesn't have to be an old fashioned or Manhattan. It can be something that's refreshing and fruit forward and and work really well with our bourbon uh, and uh, American single malt blend because there are the, those flavors in there that work really well with with cocktail mm -hmm. ingredients. I saw a clip from uh, you were on the news in Los Angeles and um, you made a cocktail and then you also brought your I think you called it your signature cocktail, which was a tea a tea and whiskey, which I absolutely love. That's great. Love it. Love and it. we, we use, um, like a smoky black tea. It's called Lapsang Suchong, um, which is, you know, might not be so easy to find in a grocery store, but you can find it on Amazon, like most things. <laughs> um, and it's actually, uh, that's the tea that Anna's dad drank every morning for breakfast. So when we were thinking about making a signature cocktail and kind of the flavors that we wanted to bring out of our whiskey, um, that that was a was the first tea that came to mind, um, and it works really well. Uh, we have we add lemon and a little bit of simple syrup and and some orange zest, and it's really really tasty, dangerously you have, tasty. <laughs> you have several cocktails on your website. I saw as well. That's that's always nice to. Give people ideas on how to use your your spirit. So your your philosophy is um, uh, building community. How are you doing that? Are you doing lots of events out there? What's going on? Yeah, we're doing lots of events. Yeah, we're we are in, in since we launched. We we're online. We're available in in, in a bunch of states. But uh, in person, we're basically launching in the very local in the LA area, and we're doing lots of events, different kinds, with different venues um, or community organizations, and we're just kind of trying to really connect with our local community here um, around Lodestar, and it's been really fun and um, really encouraging how 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 well this has been kind of received from two women who are local to this area and 
And we are very encouraged that what we set out to do in terms of connecting with community and building community is, is uh, yeah, seems to be seems to be connecting with other people as well, which is really nice. That's great. Congratulations. How are the bartenders loving your whiskey? They're liking it because it is so versatile, which was like part of our strategy or our initial idea is we wanted it to work in such different serve serves, basically. Um, and it's priced for cocktails. So it's easy for them to kind of commit to. And um, it's been really great how supportive many people have been um, and really wanting to support a local product and wanting to support a women-owned and operated business. What is the price point, by the way? So retail, it's like around 45. That's very, very good price. Yeah, always, depending. You go always like a whiskey on. under $50. There yeah, you yeah, know, it's easy, it's easy like, to try. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that's the thing too is about the accessibility. We wanted it to be accessible from flavor, but also from a price point. Um, and while we know a lot of women who already love whiskey, we also feel like it, you know, it's it and and whiskey's definitely having a moment. Um, it's definitely it's like in LA, people a lot of people still drink tequila or mezcal because that's just what's available at bars and all the cocktail menus. Um, and so we wanted, we wanted to, to change people's minds about that and encourage them to, if they haven't tried whiskey yet, to, to try it. Um, and we've been getting a lot of really positive feedback in that regard too. We've got, we had some people at events who came up to us and said, oh, they don't, they don't drink brown spirits or they don't drink whiskey. And we said, well, why don't you try our cocktail? And they tried it and they were like, oh my God, this is so great. It's easy to drink. It's refreshing. And and then, um, you know, we had another a person come to one of our events who said they, they only drink mezcal old fashioned. And we were like, well, if you like mezcal, that's a very strong flavored spirit. Like you got to try Lodestar in an old fashioned. And uh, and that's all they drink now is 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 whiskey old fashioned. <laughs> That's cool. So that brings up another question, Pendolin. Uh, what is the whiskey culture like in California? Are there a lot of women drinking whiskey out there now? Well, I guess they are now because of Lodestar, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anecdotally, yeah. In our, in our community, yes. We know a lot of women who really enjoy whiskey um, and we had a, we've had a lot of conversations about, you know, how it's so interesting that in a lot of t ways it's still served as, as a man's drink and you go to the bar and it always elicits some sort of reaction. It's either like, oh, cool, you're so cool. Or it's like, whoa, are you sure you want a whiskey? You know, it's, it's never just you go up confidently order your whiskey and it's just, you know, <laughs> This was also, as I mentioned earlier, it was kind of part of, so not kind of feeling that represented in that space from a consumer perspective um, and being that part of the inspiration of wanting to do our own whiskey. Um, that's something we have heard a lot from women who actually really enjoy whiskey and have for quite a while is that they love whiskey, they love the flavor, they love ordering it. But then they don't feel connected to any one brand necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, because it's still marketed or branded so much um, as a male drink. Yeah, that's just crazy. 
Well, I cannot wait to taste your whiskey. And I just want to say, I, um, in doing research on you two, this seems like the perfect fit. Um, I read some things about you. There was a quote about you, Anna, that said her creative process is unique and inspiring. And then Vendelin uh, was described as a, you build fandom communities and brand identities like that is just the perfect fit for whiskey, <laughs> right? <laughs> it was we hope we so. Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, gosh, I wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you so much for doing my podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you and we would love on. to get a bottle to you. So yes. we need to make that. <laughs> well, I would love that. I, I would love to drink your whiskey. Well, we'll <laughs> we'll send you a bottle in the mail this week. Wonderful. Thank you so much, you guys. Cheers. 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 Thank you. Remember, friends, the only wrong way to drink whiskey is to not drink it at all. Cheers. A big thanks to Snarls for our music. That song is called Marbles. And if you like what you hear, there's a link in the description of our show. So check them out. This has been a Last Call Productions production.